Live at 5 Sports with Todd and Suhan. Brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort. Jim, should we be concerned about the Timberwolves' late game? I know it's been a terrific year so far, more wins, than, uh, but, but they seem to keep having a little struggles at the end of games. Even Rudy Gobert mentioned it after the game last night. Oh, there's no doubt. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, again, the big picture is they're having a great season, but they do want to be the number one seed. Yeah. Uh, not not necessarily because that's going to be the best matchup. You don't know what the best matchup is going to be, but why not shoot for it? Why mm-hmm. not give yourself as many home court games as possible, uh, and why not go for a historic season? Uh, and they've been terrible in the fourth quarter for like the last month, mm-hmm. um, maybe maybe a bit longer. They've they've lost way too many games. The thing is that they've held these held. You're not going to hold every fourth quarter league. It's not lead. It's not the way this league works. There's too much offensive talent. Uh, it's human nature to let down a little bit when you have a big lead. You're going to lose one every once in a while, but it's, it's way too much of a pattern right now. And I thought what was really disappointing about last night was, you know, listen, you're going to miss some nights. You're going to miss shots. You can lose a game because the ball just didn't go in the basket. That's why NBA players call it a make or miss league. Yep. That can happen, and you can't let that bother you because it's just going to happen sometimes. Last night they collapsed defensively, and they lost their composure. And they argued way too much with the refs. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think Kyle Anderson, and listen, if Kyle Anderson doesn't get a technical, they probably win that game by one point instead of going to overtime. Uh, Kyle Anderson said he didn't say much to elicit uh, a T, but I think the refs were so sick of the Wolves complaining that Anderson just saying, hey, you missed a call, put them over the top. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's not all Anderson's fault that he got that technical, but it's the team's fault. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost their composure. Yeah. And guess what? When you get to the playoffs, you're going to need to be good in fourth quarters. You're going to need composure. Uh, I also think they lack a little certainty about where to go for points in the fourth quarter. Edwards and Towns both had great games offensively, and Towns had a couple big buckets down the stretch, but Edwards kind of disappeared in the fourth quarter. And he continues to just not, you know, there's some, like Sunday night, he played great in the fourth quarter. Mm-hmm. Last night, he disappeared offensively and complained too much. Uh, so you know, some and some of this is just him being a 22 year old, and, and that's where that's why this team is in kind of a weird place. Mm-hmm. They're going for it, and if their best player is 22, uh, their best defensive player, you know, best wing defender is like 23, 24, or whatever McDaniel's is, and players at that age usually don't win big in the NBA. Usually, you got to get to your mid 20s before you really start rolling. Mm-hmm. So they did enough to raise expectations to a very high level, and now they're acting like they can't quite handle that. Uh, Gobert said also once again too much talking to officials. As you just referenced, yep. they're not going to get better. I think we've got to focus on ourselves. He's, he's indicating Ant mostly there, isn't he? Yes. Mm-hmm. Towns has really toned down his complaining this year. He still complains a little bit. Everybody mm-hmm. in the NBA complains a little bit. It's mm-hmm. just the way basketball works these days at every level. Uh, but Ant has toned it. I mean, Cat has toned it down. Uh, he's really not getting many technicals. He's really not, uh, you know, wasting too much time getting back in defense, complaining about calls. Ant has gotten much worse. Yes. Uh, I think he thinks that he has done enough in the NBA and internationally that he should be getting superstar calls, and officials just aren't buying it. Mm-hmm. And the problem is, once you start complaining the way Ant's complaining, it probably isn't going to work. Yeah. You're probably not going to get more calls by acting the way he's acting. Um, so, so it's a problem. It's, it's absolutely a problem. And you know, 
the silver lining is that they're going through these struggles and trying to figure these things out um, with still time to fix it before they get to the playoffs. The non-silver lining, the black lining, of the dark lining of this cloud is they could, this, this lull could cost them a top three seat. You know, I don't see them sliding to five, mm-hmm. but they very well could end up being the fourth seat. Yeah, it's tied right now at the top yep. when they've led most of the time. Uh, I talked to Alan Horton earlier this week, and he dropped a couple of numbers on me. One technical foul this season for Carl Anthony Towns. One. Yep. So he's really yep. cleaned that up. And Ant is 11th in the NBA in free throws attempted. So he is getting calls. Uh, he just wants every call sometimes, it seems like. Right, and, and by the way, Alan Horton's fantastic. Yep, yep. He does a great job and a great guy. Yep. Uh, Towns has toned it down. I don't know if Wolves fans recognize that because they think of Carl in a certain way, but mm-hmm. Carl has toned it way down. And credit to him for that. Uh, Ant does get to the line a lot. I, I think both thing. I think both things can be true in this case. Mm-hmm. He gets a lot of calls. They miss a lot of calls. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is so forceful, goes to the rim that people do have to hammer him or hit his arms to throw him off. And I am amazed sometimes when he goes up for a dunk that he doesn't get the call it, on obvious calls. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I think, hey, 11th and free throws, that's great. But I think if we went back and looked at every game tape and counted up missed calls, he'd probably be about fifth or fourth. Yeah. And, but, you know, maybe that's happening to other guys, too. I, I, there is no sport that is in crying need of AI advancing to the point where it can take over oh. officiating than the NBA. Yeah. You know, it, it's just, it, it's the hardest game to officiate. It has to be. It's, it, it's the hardest game to officiate at any level. And then you have 10 huge, agile, great athletes pounding on each other in a very confined space uh, where, I mean, there's just, there's really no way to do it. There, there are ways, some people are better at, better at it than others, but even the best are going to miss calls. It's mm-hmm. going to happen. Mm-hmm. So I think the mindset has to be, I'm going to play as if I don't expect to get any calls, and, and rather than I'm going, to, you know, I'm going to be disappointed every time I don't get a call and then I'm going to get a technical. You just, that, that's got to be the mindset change. Mm-hmm. I, I wish that NBA players weren't so involved in selling calls and trying to draw fouls. It seems like most guys... Uh, maybe most is overstating it, go to the basket with the intent of drawing a foul more than they do making the layup. Would you agree yep. with that? Um, I, I think they want both. I think they want to finish and get the and one. But, but, yeah, there are times and there are certain players who are going for the foul and the basket is almost incidental. Mm-hmm. And I really think they need – I think that's the number one thing that needs to be cleaned up in the game yep. is the offensive player creating the contact – and getting the call. Mm-hmm. To me, that's where the, the, you know, there are a lot of technicalities about what is a charge, what isn't a charge, what's a foul, what isn't a foul. I think the number one philosophy has to be if the offensive player creates the contact, he either doesn't get the call or it's either a no call or it's a foul on the offensive player. Mm-hmm. The sweep through, you know, and so you're saying a defender can't put his arms out right. and because if, a, because if the offensive player is clever enough just to move the ball into his arms. I mean, the offensive player is creating the contact. The, arm, the defender's arms are already there. Mm-hmm. The offensive player is creating the contact and getting the call. 
Yeah. That should not be the way it works. Yeah, and the lean in when they're going in, the stop yep. in the lane. Now they've gotten rid of the stop at least out at uh, you know out on the floor when guards used to stop and draw a foul. At least they've gotten rid of that. They don't let them do that anymore. But yeah, it's difficult and and it's a obviously a work in progress. Uh, Gophers win against Michigan State last night. Tight competitive game, defensive battle throughout. That was Ben Johnson's team on the floor last night. Tough, gritty defenders. Really impressive. Uh, really great coaching job he's doing. And Christie is really saving their bacon in a lot of ways. Mm. You know, battle leaves. They, they miss his scoring. Evans doesn't come as the number one recruit they all wanted. And, it, you know, I came into the season not expecting anything out of this team because of those. Yeah. Christie, Christie is going to be the best player in Ben Johnson's program to date. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, and, when I, and I think we're going to be saying that four years from now. Uh, he can shoot it. I, I was. I think he was five of. If you look at the box score, mm-hmm. the only thing it, you know it was a tough defensive game. Two well coached teams. Nobody really went off offensively. The only thing that really jumps out at you as outstanding on that box score for either team is Christie goes five of seven from three point land. Mm-hmm. That was the difference in the game. Uh, I mean, Parker Fox gave him a burst early. Dawson Garcia hit a big shot late. Elijah Hawkins did a nice job running things. You have to have a lot of people play well to win a game like that, of course. Christie's ability to hit three-pointers and difficult three-pointers, I think he was 5 of 7 from 3. I think mm-hmm. all other players in the game combined were like 11 of 34. Yeah. His, yeah. his shooting was the difference, and he's a freshman who's just figuring it out. Yeah, no doubt. Uh, bright future ahead uh, for him. I, I hope four years from now we're still saying that, and he hasn't left for the NBA by then, or unfortunately maybe transferred out, although I don't think that's possible. To me, it looks like these guys are bought into what Ben Johnson is selling. I don't really anticipate transfers out after the season. Do you? I would think not. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't, the way they're playing, uh, you know, as cohesive as this team has been, I don't see any key players leaving for another program. I mean, listen, people who don't play are always going to be looking to transfer. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, you know, a lot of people make that calculation. Would I rather yep. sit on the bench at Minnesota or would I rather star for St. Olaf or whatever? Mm-hmm. Um, but I don't see Christie transferring out. I don't see, you know, I, no, I, I think the key players will come back. All right, Grip. Uh, Jim, thanks. I'll talk to you tomorrow from Vegas. Great. Thanks, Todd. All right, Jim, joining us here on the Todd and Friends, or it's uh, Live at Five Sports at Todd and Sue Ann, brought to you by Prairie's Edge Casino Resort.